welcome back. This is the B Squared Podcast. It is 8.43 a.m. October 20th, 2018. Um, I'm doing this in the morning on a Tuesday because last night I had a lot of trouble recording. And who knows, I may have more trouble this morning, but we're going to carry on and we're going to keep going. Um, For whatever reason, Audacity keeps crashing. I don't know if the problem is I need to stop recording into Audacity and plug it back in or what have you. But I've tried earlier and after two attempts, it seems to be okay. Um, Every four minutes, it seems to glitch and stop. But last time it went for about five minutes um, and ran fine. So I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Yeah, I tried a new chocolate yesterday and it was really good. I put it on my food show on YouTube. Um, I think it's called Hungry Brain or Lazy Eats. I can't remember if I changed the name or not. But it was very delicious. It was called... uh, I have to find it. It was very good though. Oh, Dagoba. D-A-G-O-B-A. The chocolate was called Dagoba. And it was um, a lime and ginger chocolate. There were hints of lime and ginger in the chocolate. And... Uh, what drew that's what initially drew me into the chocolate but then later on I saw that on the back it said that some of the proceeds went to women wherever they sourced their chocolate from and they allowed them to have like an education which is really cool I don't know if it's because I've been listening to a lot of NPR every morning but I thought that was very interesting and cool that they did that for people um, I thought at first that it was in Ecuador where they were getting their chocolate from. I watched an episode of It's Alive with Brad Leon on Bon Appetit's YouTube channel. Um, bon Appetit is a culinary magazine and they have a YouTube channel. And one of the shows is It's Alive. And this guy just learns how to ferment different foods And he shows you how to do different things. He's made kimchi before and stuff like that. And apparently chocolate, you ferment cacao beans to create chocolate. And after uh, fermenting the cacao beans for multiple months, you get a nice chocolate. So that's pretty cool. I thought that was um, interesting. But apparently they do not get their chocolate from... Ecuador, Dagoba gets their chocolate from Peru, and that's where they source their inspired chocolate. And funnily enough, that's not even where most of the world's chocolate comes from. Uh, Apparently, it comes from West Africa. Uh, Two-thirds of the world's chocolate is produced in West Africa, and half of that is on the Ivory Coast. So, there's a fun fact. I've been going on wikipedia a lot lately last episode i did an episode about uh henrietta Lacks, who was someone in i believe the 50s or late 70s was used uh to harvest cancer cells and in later years those same cells 
were copied and used for testing in a bunch of different cancer treatments and still used to this day and it's helped a lot but unbeknownst to her her cells were harvested and they were never um, compensated for that so that's there's a lot of controversy surrounding that but it was a very interesting article on her wikipedia that i read so from there i was just going through and i was trying to find other people that seemed interesting and one person i found his name was ivy baldwin ivy baldwin was a balloonist which at first i thought a balloonist was someone who made animal balloons but it's not it's actually um someone who jumps out of hot air balloons and he was a trapeze artist and worked in the circus for a very long time um but one very interesting thing is that he was the first person to be shot down in the spanish-american war and that is his biggest claim to fame. Um, I thought that was interesting because to go from being a trapeze artist and a hot air balloonist to then use those abilities in the war is something that I think is extremely fascinating. You never know where your life is going to take you. He has such an interesting life. It said later in his article that he on his 80th birthday, walked on a tightrope 125 feet in the air in Colorado. And he had done that many times throughout his life. But on his 82nd birthday, actually, he was able to do that. Really interesting dude. He was born on July 31st, 1866, and died on October 8th, 1853. Um, he was an American balloonist, aeronaut, and high-wire performer. He is credited with being the first aviator to be shot down during wartime in the U.S. during the Spanish-American War. I don't really know much about the Spanish-American War um, at all. Um, I, I love history, but you sometimes don't get a, a whole lot in public education in America. Or maybe I just wasn't absorbing it. Who knows? We could look up the Spanish-American War, but let's go back to Ivy Baldwin. Uh, he performed in the Thayer Dollar Circus as a tightrope walker. He later joined Thomas and Sam Baldwin, billed as the Baldwin Brothers, performing high-wire acts as well as balloon ascensions and parachuting. The Baldwin Brothers performed using handmade balloons while filled with hot air, which would ascend 2,500 feet as Ivy Baldwin performed acrobatics and would parachute to the ground. He became a solo performer in 1893 and joined the U.S. Army Signal Corps following year as a sergeant in the position of piloting and maintaining their demonstration balloon. In 1898, he was the pilot of the hot air balloon that gave U.S. troops location information of Spanish snipers before the Battle of San Juan Hill. The balloon was shot down on June 30, 1898 and landed in the Aguadores River. Baldwin was later honorably discharged, and he took fragments of the balloon with him, which he would sell when he performed dubbing himself the air hero of the late war. He celebrated his 82nd birthday by tightrope walking 125 feet above a canyon formed by the South Border Creek in Colorado, a crossing he'd made 80 times in 40 years. The South Boulder Creek. Uh, it's a tributary of Boulder Creek in central Colorado, in the United States, its source is near Rogers Pass on the Continental Divide. The stream flows to 
confluence with Boulder Creek in Northeast Boulder. Boulder, Colorado, those people are so, from what I hear, very healthy. I think Colorado was like one of the first places to legalize weed too, recreationally. So that is really dope. The people there seem to be the most in shape. I don't know if it's because of the air, like they're so high up at such a high altitude, or if the culture there is just very health-minded, but the people there always seem to be some of the best in the country. And in some places, I hear very, very um, progressive in a good way, you know, which is really cool. One day I'd like to go to Colorado and spend some time there, maybe get a little healthier. That's what I've been trying to do lately is just make those little steps. I think a few episodes ago, maybe the third or fourth episode, I was talking about trying to have some positive steps taken in my life, like drinking more water or you know, getting up every day at the same time, which is what I've been doing. I think like the past three days I've woken up at six and I get up. And I make my bed, which is another little thing. You know, I've been allowing myself like two cups of coffee too, which is nice because it's a a nice diuretic. I feel like I'm always bloated. And so when I have a cup of coffee or two, it keeps me a little regular. And I don't retain as much water, I don't think. And I've had like half a gallon of water so far. And it's only 8.52. It's not even 9 o'clock. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. But like I said, I've been trying to keep a schedule. I wrote one down and put it up on the wall. And the thing is, I'm trying not to be too, too strict about it. Because one big thing I'm with is I I tend to not be very flexible. For whatever reason, my OCD brain makes it hard for me to be okay with not sticking to something exactly. For whatever reason, if I don't you know, work on something and it goes perfect, I get very discouraged and I tend to want to give up. But I made out a schedule and instead of being super strict on the times, I just have roundabouts of what I want to do. So around, you know, 7.15, I want to work out, then shower, you know, make my bed right when I, right after I wake up, spend about 15 minutes just, you know, being okay with being awake because I don't like to do something as soon as I wake up. And it, it that flexibility has helped a lot. You know, and today I didn't really eat breakfast. I'm going to wait until about noon. I'd like to intermittent fast again. That was really fun when I was doing it. But just taking little steps like that, trying to be just have more of a routine than I have been. And I feel really good. Last night I was able to go to bed at about 10 o'clock, even though I didn't want to for whatever reason. Like I said earlier, the computer was just glitching. Audacity wasn't working. I don't know if it was the project rate. I had it at the highest it could go, but now I have it at about the lowest because I'd rather get a full podcast rather than, you know, four minutes of one because my computer crashed. Um, but now it seems to be working good. We're 11 minutes in and it's working out. But I was really, really worried about that. And it's hard for me to deal with things when they don't go perfectly the way I want them to. And I tried recording on my phone and it just didn't feel right to me. I didn't feel as much positivity as I'd like to, you know. And it was just a lesson in, you know, try again tomorrow. 
don't get discouraged stick to your routine be more healthy you know instead of getting really really down and discouraged about it which is what I did and now I'm it's working out but it's just a work in progress um I prayed for the first time yesterday and I don't know how long and what came to mind was praying for peace positivity and passion and I did that again this morning and I think that it might be helping maybe not if anything it's just five minutes in my day to just send out some positive energy into the universe and I think that's something that we should all give ourselves a moment to do just to be thankful and it doesn't have to be prayer it doesn't have to be you know to a specific deity or anything just give yourself a moment to appreciate what you have going on because I don't think we do that enough I was so upset yesterday about not being able to record but you know the fact that I even have a phone to record on or a desk to sit at or you know a bed to sleep in clothes on my back food to eat a family that loves me is amazing and I need to be grateful for that every single day and I want to make time to do that and you should too whoever is listening to this it's important to, you know, just be thankful for what you have and just strive to have that peace, positivity, and passion in your life. This is my, I don't know if it's my passion, but it's something that I like to do. I like, I feel like I've done something good and it helps. It's very cathartic for me to talk into the mic and uh, just try to find something like that for yourself, whatever that is. If that's working out, if it's eating healthier, if it's cooking, if it's just your job, you know, just try as best you can to be as positive as you can and be thankful for what you have, you know? So, I don't know. I'm feeling grateful this morning. I really am. I know it doesn't really sound like it. I'm looking kind of rough. I was trying to FaceTime my grandmother this morning uh, because she's having eye surgery, um, cataracts. I think she has cataracts, something like that. And they're going to be doing surgery. What's funny is that she does one eye at a time. I remember when she got her knees done uh, a few years back, she did one knee at a time, which her theory is good. If one goes out, you even if the other one's not great, you still have one semi-working body part. So, But she does one at a time, and she's going in today. So I prayed this morning for her, but um, I tried to FaceTime her, and I just did not look good. It was like 6 or 7 a.m., and uh, my skin was looking kind of rough, but, you know, it happens. People get older. It's weird as I'm, you know, I'm 22, and even though I'm young, I still feel, I can still see myself getting older, and uh, I don't know why that bothers me. You know, people say it's because you feel like you're getting closer to death, but I don't look at it that way. I think it's more shallow than that, which is just, I look worse. I look like a tired baby. I remember um, John Mulaney had a joke like that. He says as he gets older, people, he doesn't look like he's getting older. He just like he's, looks like he's getting more tired, and people treat him like he's just a tired baby. That's what I feel like. I feel like a tired child, but... I'm working on it, you know. I'm still trying to keep keep uh, a schedule going. So, yeah. I think I'm going to have eggs around when lunchtime goes around and make some eggs. They have great amino acids and healthy fats, so that's good. Cook it in some olive oil. So, 
that's uh that's been today it's been a fairly decent day so far like i said it's only nine o'clock my day could change i want to go see um a few movies too i'd love to do that um i was planning on doing an episode about the movie sleepless with jamie fox and uh, i'm still planning on that but he has another movie out called robin hood and it seems like it's going to be interesting i love how he does projects that are unique and, you know, he talks about wanting to just have characters, just, a, I mean, a variant of different characters. He's in the Robin Hood movie, but he's also in Sleepless as like a, 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 a DEA detective that has gone rogue and just all these different things. He's Ray Charles. He's Mike Tyson. You know, he's a very, very talented actor. He can sing. He can act. He can dance. He can do comedy. He's a very, very cool dude. Um. But he has a movie coming out, Robin Hood. I think it's already out. And then the Queen movie, The Bohemian Rhapsody, I'd like to watch. It's funny. People have been reviewing the song, Bohemian Rhapsody, claiming that they've never heard it. And uh, some people are really upset about that. On one hand, I, I can see how people are just jumping on the bandwagon. But to me, I also feel like they're... I mean, YouTube is such a big place. There are obviously people out there that have never heard it. Or they know of the band, but they haven't really listened to it all the way through and really gave it a good listen. So I'm not really surprised. But I think I was like 18 before I heard Bohemian Rhapsody. And a group of kids on the bus all sang it in unison. And I was very confused. I had never heard the song in my life. And here were dozens of people who knew it word for word. It was very strange. But I was like 18. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. People have different upbringings, you know. But I want to see that. I want to see the Queen movie. I'd also like to go see um, Tom Segura's in a movie with Mark Wahlberg. I think it's called Instant Family, where uh, a married couple just suddenly adopts three children, um, that Hispanic children, and they're white, so... Hilarity ensues, but it seems like people are very genuinely surprised about it. You know, sometimes Mark Wahlberg can surprise you. Between movies about Transformers and, you know, firefighters, you can do some pretty cool stuff. So, he also has a family business, Wahlburgers. I'd like to try a Wahlburger one day. Um, I feel like they were rivaling Shake Shack for a while, and they have that reality show about it. I'd like to try that. I don't know if anyone can be better than Five Guys. Five Guys is so good. I took my mom there for the first time a couple weeks ago. And she loved it. All the time she's saying, man, I just want a burger. I want a good burger, you know. And she said that Five Guys uh, achieved that for her. That's what she thinks of when she says, man, I just want a good burger. Because it's always fresh. The meat, I don't think it's frozen either. It's, you know, better than Wendy's. So that's usually where we would go when she said that. But now it's five guys. They're rather expensive though. It's like 20 to 30 bucks for, you know, uh, two people for a meal. Which in terms of just regular standard meal, that's not bad I guess. But fast food terms, it's really expensive. For McDonald's, for $30, man, you could, whew, you could get like five, six burgers, a couple large fries. So... Two drinks, large drinks, so it's different for a fast food place. Um, I haven't been reading. Today I want to read some more, but I don't know what to read. 
I have a book about salt that I might dig into, which I stole from the library. I didn't steal it, but I never took it back. And I feel kind of guilty about it, but I mean, it was a book about salt, so I don't know how popular it was. I need to give that back. Anyway, this has been the podcast where we hit around the 20 minute mark, and I'm glad that it went all the way through. You know, you wait, you sleep on it, and things work out. So I'm glad that it worked out. Um, I just really wanted to get it up on a Tuesday. I'll check back in on Thursday. And here's to wishing you peace, positivity, and passion. Please be kind to yourself. This is Lazy Brain.